Guys, before we get into this week's podcast, I wanna talk about my high value bootcamp. This is an essential course if you are rebuilding. If you are at a phase of your life where you feel like things are getting better, you're really doing some inner work, you've really started your healing, this is going to be the course that's going to take you to the next level. Each week, we're going to talk about really the most important and fundamental things towards manifestation, law of attraction, really rebuilding your life from the ground up. So we're going to talk about what does it mean to actually be a high value person. We're always going to cover self-parenting and everything that I do. We're going to talk about standards and boundaries and self-worth, friendships, your social life, your career, money, love, dating, like all the big key areas of your life and really how to start rebuilding all of these fundamental areas of our life. So if you are interested, click the link below and begin your bootcamp today. How to become unfazed by what someone does when you're dealing with someone who's toxic or unhealthy or narcissistic, this is going to be, this is a challenge. So you're trying to learn how to brush off someone's unhealthy behavior so you don't become reactive, so you don't let it take you down a rabbit hole, so you can learn how to hold on to yourself when you do have to deal with this type of personality. First off, if you are dealing with this type of personality, there is a lot of self-care that is involved when you have to you know, deal with this type of person, whether you have to deal with them often or maybe not that often, but there's a lot of prep work that's involved when you kind of go in the ring and try to go toe to toe with this person. Self-care before you, that prep work that you do before you try to go in the ring with this person is going to be you working on yourself. What does that mean? You have to fully know who you are. You have to fully know how to hold on to yourself, love yourself, take care of yourself. I go into it extensively in my new course on self-parenting. I'll actually link it here. It is a game changer. If you guys have been following me for years now, you know I talk about it very, very often in my videos, on social media, and I definitely teach all of my clients this process. It is the process of being mentally healthy. So learning how to do this stuff for yourself, what does it mean to really have that bubble around you? What does it mean to actually learn how to love yourself? What, is it, what does it look like day in and day out? You have to fully know how to do that before you ever try to go toe to toe with someone in the ring. Because if not, they're going to throw you off course because you're not balanced, you're not stable, you're not really secure in yourself so you can receive those jabs, receive that toxic behavior and have it just bounce right off of you. Taking care of yourself also means that you have worked on not seeking validation from this person. This is probably a really big one for most people is that they want this person to see that they're unhealthy. They want to see that they're difficult. They can't even understand why this person is behaving the way that they do whether it's giving them backlash, whether it's hurting them, whether it's saying like rude things, whatever's coming at you, learning how to brush off someone else's toxic behavior, it starts with self-awareness. It starts with not seeking validation. It starts with really accepting someone for who they are and what they're capable of and where they're kind of at and seeing that they are toxic, that they are unhealthy, that they are diseased and not taking what they're doing personally. While that sounds easy, it's not something that's easy to do when you've had an emotional relationship with someone. Because if you've had an emotional relationship with someone, there's an expectation on what you think they should be doing to you, how they should be treating you. And that's something that you kind of have to grieve. You have to mourn. You know, acceptance requires 
grieving and mourning. That self-care piece also means, and I know this sounds silly probably to some people, but if you know you're going to court with someone who's narcissistic and you know maybe you're getting divorced or you're going through a breakup or you know that you have to talk to a family member and they're just unhealthy, right? And they don't acknowledge like when they're wrong or things like that, you have to be rested. And I know that sounds maybe ridiculous, but you are essentially in those moments, you're being tested. Everything that you have learned, everything that you are practicing, everything that this person is trying to teach you to do for yourself and be that sturdy rock where you can see these things and not that you're a rock and you're unemotional and you're not a human. Of course, you're going to feel but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the process of leaving that interaction and feeling and grieving and mourning. That's something completely different. I'm I'm teaching you how to be unfazed by what someone does in the moment. And afterwards, these things will also help you to soothe yourself and grieve through the process of having to accept that this person is who they are. But being rested and eating well and getting exercise, those things and listening to affirmations, like I always tell you guys to do, those things make you feel strong. So when you're stressed, when you're worried, when you're insecure, when you're um, you know, depressed, when you're in any of those phases that we don't enjoy, that means that there is some aspect that you're not taking care of yourself. There is, there's an aspect of yourself that you're neglecting. And when we eat right, when we exercise, when we listen to our affirmations, when we're doing meditations, when we, when we fill our cup up to make us feel whole again, it gives us a certain level of strength and energy to be able to then tackle the world. Now you're not superwoman or superman where you're going to be able to do this every day of your life. You're going to have days where it's a struggle and you feel a little weaker and that's perfectly fine. This is about just making sure that if I fall off the horse that I know how to get back on. And that's a really important step towards mental health is, is understanding that life's gonna throw things at you. So it's not about being sturdy as a rock and being unaffected by everything that happens to you. But it is about understanding that when stuff does happen, cause it's going to, whether it's this person or another person or a different situation that you know how to take care of yourself, you know how to learn what's going on to not take what's happening personally, right? Things like that to be unfazed is to really understand these key fundamental things that we're about to go into. Now, before you enter in the ring with someone who you know is toxic and unhealthy, the first thing is the fact that you even know that this person's difficult or narcissistic, it gives you an advantage because it allows you to understand or accept that there are going to be things that this person is going to do that are gonna ruffle your feathers, that are gonna tick you off. And I think when you really come to terms with who someone is, it, it is a game changer, because it allows you to have the upper hand. So you know now, you now know, that was a tongue twister, you now know the secret. You now know that, okay, you're unhealthy. And when you're unhealthy, the behavior that you kind of like spew out to me is going to be this, or that you might say something really toxic so you kind of start expecting it and so when you expect it then you're not caught off guard so before you go toe to toe with this person you're kind of like prepping yourself i mean it's like walking on stage and having to give a speech it's like going to a job interview you really need to learn how to be your own cheerleader you need to learn how to feel that sense of power and connectiveness that you have with yourself so you can really hold on to yourself and not take what this person does pers what this person does personally. The tongue twisters today are nonstop. 
when you haven't fully accepted that and you're still projecting yourself or you still have an expectation, you're going to always be reactive to this person. Guys, before we continue on with this week's episode, are you a woman podcaster looking to take your show to the next level? If the answer is yes, then you need to come to She Podcasts Live this October. You'll be able to learn from some of the best female podcasters in the world and get insider tips on how to make your podcast even better. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, this event is for you. Not only will you be able to learn tons of new information, but you'll also be able to network with other amazing podcasters. This is a great opportunity for anyone who wants to take their podcasting skills to the next level. Additionally, She Podcast Live is committed to bringing a diverse and exclusive lineup and their team works very hard to make sure to have chosen 50% women of color LGBTQIA plus or both. They're also highlighting industry leaders and experts in the field. So attendees are exposed to women at the top of their game. Register now. We can't wait to see you in DC at ShePodcastLive.com. You can also use coupon code HST at checkout for $50 off your ticket. You have to really know your audience. You have to really know the person in front of you, like know thy enemy, right? Isn't that the saying? So really study this person when you start to because you're always going to see trends you're always going to see things that they do behaviors that they exude that are the same constantly now the problem is you are unaware of all of this and you were very reactive in the past that when they did these things you just fought it left right and center so you didn't really accept yet who this person is and the things that they do that are hurtful or toxic or difficult And so now that you're starting to accept a little bit more, you're starting to see these patterns and these trends, you will expect these hurtful words. You know, maybe this person is calling you the crazy one after they just did something shady behind your back and you were trying to call them out on it. Maybe this person is going to try to make you feel bad for feeling the way that you do. Maybe they're gonna make you feel like you're too needy or you're asking for too much or maybe you're the emotional abuser. Maybe you're the difficult one. So they're gonna try to flip this on you because they need to deflect. So if you expect these words to kind of come, then when they start to come, it's so much easier for you to not to be unfazed by them because you're not reactive to them. That's the most important thing about all of this. Becoming unfazed means that you're not reactive. When you're not reactive, that means that you don't take it personally. When you don't take it personally, you see that, wow, this is you actually just breaking down. This is you not able to own something. This is you trying to manipulate me because you're not getting your way. This is you trying to throw guilt and shame at me because someone said no to you. So you start to see really the childish behavior that this person has and you start to handle things differently. When that happens, you start to feel power. I don't care what anyone says, try this, practice this. If you start to have more self-control and you understand why someone's doing what they're doing, that they're insecure, that they're needing supply, that they're needing people to think that they're amazing, even though you clearly know that they're unhealthy and that it's fine, it's indifferent. You're indifferent to the fact of what others think. You know the truth and you're gonna stand in that truth. The more you start to have like self-control over yourself, the more you can really stand in that confidence and that power and just be that rock that understands what's happening and I'm not gonna go toe-to-toe with you. And then when I say go to toe, when I say go toe-to-toe with you in the ring, I don't mean fight back. I mean being able to stand there 
and do what you need to do to create that bubble. But also we're not gonna be a punching bag either. So learning how to set boundaries is going to be really important. Setting boundaries with someone who's difficult, narcissistic or toxic is not about setting a boundary that, hey, if you don't, you know, that you need to do this because they're not going to. So they're not going to respect what you have to say and they're not gonna give you what you're asking for, but it is more about enforcing the boundary. So I'm gonna give you the rope, right? Which is, here's the standard, don't do this. That's not the difficult part. For some people it really is, but the difficult part is you then having to enforce the boundary that maybe this relationship needs to end. Maybe I need to leave this job because I can't deal with this type of boss anymore. I can't work with this coworker. Maybe I need to accept that you're not going to be the man or the woman that I initially thought that you were capable of being. I have to accept that. So that's why working on yourself is essential because if you don't want work on yourself, then you're going to let all of your fears and all of your insecurities dictate the course of your life. Your fears, your wounds, your insecurities, your triggers are going to be the things that are going to be reactive to this person. You're going to stay in relationships for too long. You're not going to set boundaries with this person. You're going to tolerate unhealthy behavior and you're just going to continuously go around and around in the circle of dysfunction. Becoming unfazed also means that you don't need this person to acknowledge that they're sick. <laughs> you don't need them to acknowledge that they're narcissistic. You don't need them to see that what they're doing is hurtful. Because if I tell you initially that, hey, this hurts me, this bothers me, maybe initially I come from anger because that's usually what always happens. And once the anger subsides, we usually come from the sadness, which is where we start really connecting with each other because the masks, the swords are down and we're really just actually getting to the heart of I'm hurt. So if you're at that phase where you're trying to relay that to a person and they can't see it, no empathy no empathy, right? So, and that's a key red flag right there. Also trying to get a toxic person to see that they're toxic is also impossible, especially if you're dealing with someone who's narcissistic. Now, if you're dealing with someone who's unhealthy and they have empathy, when you release, when you get through that anger, and I always tell people try, it's normal to initially feel anger and disappointment and frustration, but try to like let that go and come from the heart space. Cause when you talk to someone from here, you're going to always get better results. And isn't that always what happens in arguments? We'll have, you know, World War III will go down where two people are just going at it. And then days later, maybe after silent treatment or whatever, and the dust is kind of settled, then all of a sudden those two people come together. They have a discussion where they can actually relate to each other because they're coming from here. The, the swords are down, right? There's no anger right now and we're just connecting. And usually that's when we can start sitting in a space for each other. So if you try sitting in a space or excuse me, if you try being vulnerable with someone to say, hey, look, heart space, this is how I really feel. And you're still getting, you're just hitting your head against this wall and you're not getting anything back. You're not going to get this person to see anything. They don't want to see it. Now this is where you have to accept that it's not your job to fix someone, that it's not your job to kind of stick around and hopefully they'll change or if I keep trying harder, if I keep loving them more, that they'll eventually see that what they're doing is not okay. Not going to happen, not your job. The last thing I wanna talk about is kind of like learning how to rise above the drama. So when you're in the ring and you're going toe to toe, this person's gonna start being combative. This person's gonna start saying certain things because they want to get that reaction from you because typically what you did is you fed them. And so you're not feeding them anymore. And so it might get worse before it gets better. But I wanna give you some phrases that you can start practicing. When you are dealing with a, a difficult person, it is good. It's kind of like giving a speech. 
for the most part, any public speaker is going to memorize their speech, whatever, call it 80% of the speech is memorized. But that 20% allows them flexibility to kind of like go off the cusp if something happens, right? So like, I don't wanna give the same, even a stand-up comedian is gonna do the same thing. So I don't wanna give the same thing every single time. So I'm gonna like finagle my words here. I might switch it up a little there, but for the, for the most part, I know what's coming next. and I know how to get back to that. So dealing with a toxic person is really going to be the same thing. You're going to memorize certain key phrases. And when you start saying them over and over again, then you can kind of like add your own flair to it. One thing is going to be you learning how to disengage when they become toxic. So a phrase that you can use is, I will not continue discussing this with you when you behave in this way. I am going to disengage with you because I no longer like the way you're speaking to me, or you could say the way you're treating me. Now, after you say those two things, you might hear something like, oh my God, you're so sensitive. I can never say anything to you and, and all of these other things, which is gonna be deflection. So the deflection that you receive is where you allow them to feel the way they do. So perhaps they're thinking that maybe you're being too sensitive um, and you're actually the problem and all I ever wanna do is try to talk to you and you can never listen or you can never own this and da 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 whatever that looks like, allow it, just allow it. Healthy is simple and sweet. It is not loud, it is not aggressive, it is not overly explaining. Healthy and calm is simple and sweet. So say what you need to say and then allow them to feel the way that they do. I understand that you feel that way and you're entitled to feel that way, another great phrase, but I don't feel comfortable in this situation so I'm going to disengage. There you go. Another great phrase to say when someone starts behaving with anything, manipulation, gaslighting, it, it doesn't matter. Again, this is more about like memorizing these phrases and then using them when they feel fit to use them. I can see you're getting upset. Let me give you a minute to collect your thoughts because I don't think continuing is productive for either of us. Boom. This doesn't mean that I'm making you out to be the bad guy. It's saying, I don't think this is good for either of us. So you can collect your thoughts. I'll go collect mine. And then we can rehash this at another time. You are entitled to think that about me. Allowing someone to think that you're cuckoo, that you're crazy, that you're too sensitive, that you're this, that you're that, whatever it is, that you're jealous, that you're insecure. I mean, we can just go on and on and on, right? Allowing someone to think that of you is power. I'm just saying because you're not going to fight back with it like why would we fight back with someone who just thinks that of you you can't change that and so that means that you're starting to learn that the only person I can control is me and you're starting to create that bubble that's what we're trying to do here now another huge thing and this is really going to be the last one because this is really really important is I want you to keep enjoying your day so here's the thing, when we go toe to toe with someone in the ring and it's exhausting leaving this match, right? Because maybe they just hurt you, maybe they said something and you, you did really, really well, maybe you didn't do well, maybe you did become reactive, right? So after all of that is said and done, being able to put that aside, now do what you need to do afterwards, right? Do I need to grieve? Do I need to mourn? Do I need, I, do I need to self-parent? Do I need to soothe myself? Like what do I need to do after the fact to really take care of myself? We don't wanna neglect that. But after that is all done, we have to learn this, the really important practice of putting that away now. That's on the shelf. 
it's not here and it's not present. Because you, if you're really watching this video, then that means that you're doing work on yourself. So if you're doing work on yourself, you understand that this is not easy. This is not easy stuff to learn mental health and self-development and practice this and watch the videos and become more mindful and, and really do this stuff day in and day out. So if you're doing all this work on yourself, do not allow someone who is not well, who is toxic, who isn't healthy, narcissistic, whatever, doesn't matter, to completely ruin your day. So I need you to learn and practice how to put that aside and continue on with your day and have a great day. That speaks volumes in terms of that you're important, more important than that, that you're not gonna give that any more energy because it's over there. And even if you're disappointed by the way that you handled something, giving yourself props by self-parenting and saying, you know what, I didn't handle that the best, but I'm gonna do better next time. And letting that go and continuing about your day. And the more we allow people to have that kind of self-control emotional control over our state means that we're not unfazed, we're not indifferent, and that they're controlling us and that they win. So if you're really doing this work, learn how to put that aside and continue on with your day.